You're listening to Vibrant Visionaries, and I'm your host, Heidi Bennett. Welcome, friends old and new. On season three of the podcast, we've expanded out onto YouTube. You can find Vibrant Visionaries at VibrantVisionaries.com and also on the Vibrant Visionaries Network on YouTube. On Vibrant Visionaries, I often interview fun, funny, compassionate creatives, filmmakers, artists, cartoonists, comedians, musicians, all sorts of multi-creative individuals. I also like to pop on on my own and share some mindfulness tips as well to help boost your creativity and banish burnout. You can find out more about me and what I do when I'm off the mic at HeidiBennett.com. And now on with the show. Hey everyone, this is Heidi Bennett, and today I have an awesome guest that's going to tell me all about, well, I'm going to let her say it. I'm not even going to try to explain it because it's so exciting and always best to just put it in the words of the person actually who's been working on this project. So please welcome Ellie Brigida. Hi, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I am currently working on The Flame, an original podcast musical. It is a new LGBTQ rom-com musical. It was very important to us that it be fun, upbeat, and the girl gets the girl in the end because we don't get that too often. But yeah, we're we're releasing, as of this episode, all eight episodes will be out. There are eight episodes total. It's a serial podcast, so every week, every episode, you're going to get a new cliffhanger. But as a total, you'll get the entire story. It tells the story about Jamie, who owns a queer bar. It's also, it's it's very, 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 very gay, if you haven't noticed. You can't have a, a musical in a gay bar without it being super gay. So it's all about Jamie, who owns this bar, and it centers around the love story between her and Sam, who's the woman who owns the building that the bar inhabits, and Sam is trying to sell the bar, but of course, you know, sparks fly, they fall in love, and I'll let you see what happens, but... Hopefully the bar will not close down and there'll be love and beautiful lesbian love. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I heard about this through Lee in the Lady Pod Squad and through your other podcast, Les Hangout. So I guess my question is just sort of general questions about like, how was this birthed? Who wrote it? You, I know you're a singer. So, uh, wh- you know, where did, where did it all come from? It's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a great question. And so Lee and I are, Lee is my co-host for Let's Hang Out. We've been working together for four years. One thing that I love about Lee, I think we have a very complimentary relationship. I'm very much shoot for the stars. And she's very much, I love that idea, but how can we make it happen? <laughs> and so we were talking back and forth and I was like, Lee writes songs for Les Hangout. So she's a composer. She writes songs for our show. She's written our jingle. We write original songs based on les- les- lesbian movies. And I, I'm a singer. I've loved musical theater since I was eight years old playing Annie. And we have come from a shared love of musical theater. So we've just been talking and sort of, why don't we write a musical? And I think the more times I say to Lee, like, we can do these crazy things, the more she believes that we can do them. <laughs> and so... We just decided to do it. Obviously, it was not, hey, let's write a musical, and tomorrow it was out. We took it from the concept, which Lee and I came up with the story. 
We said, we want this to be a fun story. We want this to be happy. We want to get a romantic comedy that centers around two women because we have so many romantic comedies and we love, we love the genre, right? But we don't get that many for queer women. So we wanted that to be the case. Then we pulled on Caitlin Clear, who's a screenwriter. So we had her write all the dialogue for us because that's not our strong suit. And then Valerie Rose Lohman, who's our executive producer. She's also a really, really talented voice actress. She's acting in it as well. And so she helped us with the back end because Lee and I didn't really know how do you book actors? How do you sign contracts? How do you work with agents, right? So she did all of that talent acquisition and Lee and I focused on writing the music. So Lee writes the music. She sends me a demo of her singing the melody, playing piano. I'm a recording engineer as well by trade and a producer, a music producer. So then I did all the orchestrations, which has been really fun to do. Working with strings, woodwinds, I have a drummer friend. We've had some sessions together. So yeah, it's been a long process. It took us over a year from the creation of the story to actually having it be out. But it's been a really fun process along the way. That is awesome. And I love how you kind of stepped us through. Like, this is where we know we have strengths. This is where we have questions. Let's find experts. I'm always saying that with people who run their own creative businesses or are freelance creatives. Like, And I remind myself this constantly. In fact, it's been brought up on the podcast. I think part of bringing it up on the podcast is to remind myself as well. But like, <laughs> we're not just birthed. As creatives, we, we can do so many things, right? But it doesn't yes. mean we know how to do everything. And and it's it's we learn so much from others when we say, "Hey, this is this is where I've got a gap. Yes. Can you fill it in?" Or I would like to hire this person as a professional to do this. And there's certain things that sound like, "Oh, this is a challenge I want to try on my own," or "Oh, this is right in my wheelhouse." So it's it's all those things. What did you learn about collaboration, or when to ask for help? Anything you want to share about that kind of part of the? the process? Yes, that's a very good question. I would say asking for help is great. As a creative, like you said, we can, even if also, even if you can do it, maybe it's okay if you give it to someone else. You know, like for me as a, Lee and I have run the podcast, just the two of us for four years, right? So we are very much like, we can do it all. And we have done it all. But also to grow and to do new things and to do bigger and better things. Like I, for example, I love marketing. Actually, I really love marketing. I love social media. I find it so um, exciting to see that you can build community there with like just your own personality and your own, your own story, right? However, when I was producing the musical, I'm orchestrating this entire thing. I'm doing all of the audio production. I don't have time to go on social media and do these things, even though in my brain, I'm like, but you are good at it. You can do it. You're do it. All of it. Just don't. <laughs> That's my, that is my big suggestion. Try to let go a bit more. I know like as a creative person, like you have a lot of talents. You have to cultivate a lot of talents to be successful in the industry, but also giving yourself time to breathe is going to let you be able to do the best job you can on the parts that you are the best at 
or also just the jobs you've chosen to do for this particular project. I'd say that's my big suggestion for collaboration is to collaborate more and give away more things (laughs) as much as you can. Yeah, I always think like a good mental or physical, I should say, indicator of that is that when you hand off something and all of a sudden your shoulders like drop, Mm -hmm. like, oh, Yes. That's not try to on give there. You, try to give yourself room to breathe. That's totally. <laughs> and be creative. Like, to give yourself that space to have the creative output. Because if you're also worrying about all the other stuff that goes into it, then you can really get tripped up on, like, mm-hmm. what you are best at or what's super fun. You spoke a little bit about the vision of the musical, the project, and how you wanted it to have a happy ending, that it's filled with joy. And that sounds like like the solid base that you built the whole project on. And as far as like pre-production and, and all that, was that something that you wrote and, um, you know, had up as like, these are the tenants or this is the vision or like, how did you solidify and remind yourself, kind of come back to that like, are we doing this? You know, did we stray off the path? Like, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. I do feel like we haven't strayed off the path, which is really great, right? Like, but I do think it's because we came in with a clear intention. So when Lee and I started pre-production for this, when we were talking to each other, we host a podcast all about lesbian representation in the media, right? So we consume a lot, a lot, a lot of that media. So coming from that, we sat down, the two of us, we talked about what we like about LGBTQ rep in the media, what we feel like we don't see enough of. And just from like our experience analyzing, we've analyzed so much of this material. We came up with the main points that we wanted to have. Like you said, the biggest one for us was happy ending. The second thing for us was multiple LGBTQ characters and multiple fleshed out LGBTQ characters. So, for example, Heather, who is Lee's character, is aromantic. That was also another thing that was really important for us, right? And so we ha- we were like, okay, Heather's an aromantic character. She's Jamie's best friend. But that's not enough for us. And because like one of our tenants was fleshed out LGBTQ characters... As we went through our production, as we're writing the script, we were taking looks at the script and saying, okay, well, Heather's here, but I don't feel like she has enough. Yes, she's a supporting character, but we don't want her to feel like a token character. Like, because we're very um, cautious and cognizant of the tokenization of the LGBTQ community as members of the community who watch this media. And so we were like, okay, so let's give her more backstory. What does Heather like to do outside of being Jamie's friend, right? And so she has her own home brewing kit. She like, she has her beers in all kinds of bars and she's very like active in in her business. She also like is a really good friend. That is an important part of Heather, but she has all kinds of other things about her. So those were, I think, a few of our main touch points. And I do think like, as we were going through our script, as we're listening to episodes, we're constantly thinking, did we hit those points, right? Did we hit the point where this is happy, there's a lot of joy? Another thing on multiple LGBTQ characters. So the main two main characters have a love story. 
Then there's Mel and Joe. There are two other characters who also have a love story. So for us, we're like, okay, if we can give many love stories here, we're already doing better than most representation we see on the screen. And like for us, that's enough. But we definitely had like a, we have a Google Drive document, right? That just had like, what do we want? We want to make, we want a love story, we want fleshed out characters. We want it to be fun. We want it to be happy. We want there to be some comedic relief. And then we're like, okay, so how are we going to do that? And we had, you know, here's the, here's the points in the plot where we'll have some stuff going on, but everything sort of came under that umbrella. So now that it's all complete and out there for everyone to enjoy, what are you hoping people will take away from the experience of listening to the whole series? Yeah, I'm hoping, particularly for the LGBTQ community, that they will take away the idea that they deserve a love story. And I hope that they'll come out of it feeling hopeful. Like there's a song uh, Jamie sings called Maybe Today. It's all about... uh, you know, finding the one someday, like a someday my prince will come or someday my princess will come in this uh, instance. But I hope that, you know, if there's single people listening, they'll say, oh, there's hope, right? There's hope for me that I'll find someone. That feeling you get from a rom-com, but for the queer community, you know? And then also, even if like relationships aren't your thing, the whole show is about chosen family, right? So I hope that people come, come away from it feeling... Like I said, hopeful that if you don't have chosen family now, you could find that chosen family, grateful for the people who are in your life, who will support you in the ways that the people, that the patrons of the bar support Jamie. And yeah, I hope that they just like feel joy. I think we need, somebody said this in another podcast that I was on a panel for, um, that people are really looking for life affirming work right now because we've had obviously such a rough year. And so for for me, I want this to be life affirming, right? I want people to come out of it feeling affirmed as a person in the LGBTQ community, as anyone who's outside of the community to also just still feel life affirmed. It's like, this is just like a beautiful love story. This is a story about community and how community comes together and helps people in need. Right. So I hope that people come away feeling that joy that comes from hearing about a story like that. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you dedicating your creativity towards putting something out there that that's just going to bring and uplift us more and more and more and just bring more representation and more variety and and joy it's so it's so important and it's true we need it all right now (laughs) it's been i mean it's been honestly it it's i feel like it's like good for my mental health to make this thing you know like (laughs) i'm like i made it pretty much all during the pandemic right like so it's like when we made it i was just in my house and i'm like listening to this music i'm getting to sing and create. And it's, yeah, it has been very net positive for my own (laughs) mental health. And I hope it will also help other people. Let's talk a little bit about Les Hangout as well as a podcast, because it's just so fun. And, and I love the, um, should have been gay like concept that's part of it and as you mentioned y'all have been doing it for four years so uh that's it's something that comes out regularly it's really a lot of fun and i just would like to be able to point people to that as well yeah lee and lee and i started let's hang out in the same way that i think we started this musical 
we saw a gap. We said, we want to hear a podcast that's fun, that makes people laugh, and that is affirming of the LGBTQ community. And so for us, we were like, all right, we don't, it's not really out there. And to be fair, so many more amazing LGBTQ comedy podcasts have come out since we started. I feel like there was actually a bit of like a renaissance of LGBTQ podcasts. But for us, we just want it to be a place where people can come, feel like they are a part of our community, feel like we are the friends that they hang out with. That's why we call it Les Hangout. Like, very casual. As you talk about The Should Have Been Gay, it's one of my favorite segments, too. We talk about movies and TV shows that would be better if they were gay. <laughs> and so I do feel like that segment prepared us to write something, right? Because we basically were like, okay, we've done... And at, at this point, we're at, I think, like 66 Should Have Been Gay episodes. So we've done 66 different films. Some examples, Bring It On... Missy and Torrance, Bend It Like Beckham, Wicked, if we're talking about musicals. <laughs> the list goes on and on. We just did Boy Meets World. The list goes on and on and on. But it's like, you know, it's just a fun way to talk about what representation could be like if some of these films had a little bit more of a gay twist. Cool. So yeah, on that note, maybe we wrap up things today just talking about where people can find y'all, you know, just restate the name of both of the, the podcasts and, and anywhere on social links that you'd like people to socialize with you. Great. For The Flame, you can find us at The Flame Musical everywhere on all socials. If you want to listen to The Flame, it's on all podcasting apps as well. You just look up The Flame, an original podcast musical, it will show up. For Les Hangout, you can find us at Les Hangout Pod on all our social media accounts. And the same goes if you look up Les Hangout, a lesbian podcast, you'll find us very easily wherever you listen to your podcast. Sweet. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me about this. Uh, I can't wait to, I just listened to a little snippet and it already sounds amazing. So I look forward to, to hearing all, you said eight episodes? Eight episodes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much, Ellie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Visionaries. This is Heidi Bennett, and this is my beloved podcast. I produce it, I host it, I book it, and have fantastic editing done by David Smith. Thank you so much, David. Find everything at vibrantvisionaries.com, including a link to our new YouTube channel, Vibrant Visionaries Network. There's even a link to our Patreon where you can join the Vibrant Visionaries community and support the podcast. You can also find me at HeidiBennett.com. Thanks for listening and ciao for now! Mm -hmm.